Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Here we are. No intro music for this episode. We're just going right into it. Welcome to episode number 100. This is it of the Giant Take podcast. Obviously, you can tell by the title and probably the marks where the minutes come in. We do have an interview with Justin Panic that's going to take up the majority of this episode, but I'm not even going to talk some BS in the beginning. Alex, my co-host who has been with me throughout this whole process, obviously, we reached that yearly mark where we you know, did that, had a little celebration there. How are you, man? I mean, we've been able to stick throughout this podcast 100 episodes together. <laughs> I'm doing well, you know, I, I'm excited to, you know, release this episode, I guess, and talk about everything. Uh, the interview with Justin was a lot of fun. Uh, we talked for a very long time, as you can see. Um, we actually just finished up recording that. And, you know, I, I'm in a different location than usual, but my chair is very much uh, <laughs> an issue right now. So I, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy the moment despite the pain I'm feeling uh, by sitting in this new chair uh, that I'm definitely going to need a new one very soon. Um, but I'm really happy about this episode 100. I mean, it's been a long time coming. We've worked really hard for this. Um, we have, we have worked very hard for this. Give ourselves credit, Alex. Yeah, I'm giving, I'm giving myself credit. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, it's just been, it's been a fun experience and, uh, the route to 200 is, on its way, I guess. I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm weird with like, we're going to, all right. So like, you know, the, all right, I'm just going to run through this and then I'll say what I have to say. So giants news right now, since we recorded our last episode, Eli Manning has joined the Giants staff in a business operations and fan engagement role. And we talk about this a little bit that the giants are also announced or they announced that Eli will be inducted into the ring of honor and have his Jersey retired by the New York giants halftime of the September 26th. Atlanta Falcons versus New York Giants game. And if you remember that's a game, we are going to talk about that a little bit in the interview with Justin. So that's super cool for us. Nate Ebner is likely to re-sign with the New York Giants, a special teams man for Joe Judge after ending his Olympic quest. Saquon is showing off his off-season work in the produced IG video that he posted. Obviously, it's going to look the best for him. But he's moving. He's running. He's looking good. And MetLife Stadium and the New York Giants are cleared to have full capacity, no face masks, and without proof of vaccinations, which is interesting. Uh, but I know the Yankees aren't doing that anymore, probably any of the New York sports or New Jersey sports. And this is per the New Jersey policy, apologies, policies on uh, businesses and gatherings. So, Alex, we don't have to wear a mask, whatever. We are vaccinated, so why is, you know we're good anyway. I mean, do you have any thoughts on the Giants news? Oh, what I was going to say, sorry, before you go. 
um, is that obviously if you are looking, this is, you know, this is more of a celebration episode of episode 100. Our Giants weekly content will begin again next week. Um, we talk Giants, so it's not like we're not talking Giants, but the main strict news bullet points, you know, that I kind of just read off of, that's going to come back next episode. Yeah, and if you really are don't care about anything else and are really desperate to hear about what Justin and us were, you know, what we were talking about, the Giants, go to the last, like, 20 minutes of the episode uh, and we talk about the Giants. I don't recommend you to do that, but we really just want telling to. people to skip through the episode? I'm just saying if they – if well, would you rather that or would you rather them just click off right now after you're hearing that? That's – all right. So how about you? Don't do either of that. This episode just is stay this... on for the whole thing. Just stay on for the whole thing. It would we'd very much appreciate it. This episode is celebrating 100 episodes of the Giant Take podcast, and I thought it was a fun conversation throughout the whole thing that we had with Justin. So it was. Uh, I agree. Yeah. So just stick around for the whole thing. We talk Giants even when we're not talking. We're talking just... Giants. Yeah. Yeah, because we're talking around the. We talked around the Giants. You'll hear it in the interview. I don't need to like. Yeah, tell we're, you. Not, we're not going to tell you. You got to listen. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, it, was a, it was a really fun time with Justin. We were breaking down here on the intro of episode number 100. But yeah, the strict defensive rankings too. That'll be fun. Next episode next week. Um, and, you know, the bullet point Giants news, uh, you know, will we'll come up next episode. But we'll let you enjoy because it is, um, like Alex mentioned, a, a pretty lengthy interview. Probably our longest episode of the Giant Take podcast comes at 100. So yeah, take your time. Take breaks in between listening if you got other stuff to do. But just relax. This is a relaxing thing. Just it's like like Justin um, or he mentioned to this off uh, recording. It's a hundred degrees in New Jersey, or at least feels like it. So just think you're on a beach, and the one hundred degrees actually feels nice, and it's not burning. And um, you know you're just enjoying the Giant Take podcast. That's about and it. And enjoy the air conditioning. Yeah, enjoy the air conditioning if you're in air conditioning. Seriously, it is hot outside. Uh, but yeah. Enjoy episode number 100 and the interview with Justin Panic. Alex, roll to it now. back now with our very special guest to celebrate episode number 100 on the giant take podcast and that is the man who is in the giant take all of fame the one and only giant take hall of fame member and of course our friend our guest co-host for an episode um and now a full-time member of john boy media which i'm sure we'll get into a little bit it's justin Pennick. justin how are you Alex and Josh, Josh and Alex, hello. Um, you two are two of my favorite people in this entire world to talk to. Um, I genuinely, seriously mean this. Um, giant Take, episode 100. This is exciting. This is really good stuff, fellas. Like you, you guys should be proud of yourself. Doing it, I will. The hardest part of this whole kind of, you know, there's a lot of hard parts about you know podcasting, content, whatever. But one of the hardest parts is staying in it and being consistent, and the fact that. You know, we're 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 looking at the calendar like last last year, May of last year. That was like the first time that I went on. You you were a new podcast, and now we're a year in, and you're a hundred episodes deep. That's kind of awesome. So, um, hope we could take today to kind of celebrate you guys, and you know, maybe we'll celebrate me a little bit. You know, I I've done some good things. 
let's sell let's let's celebrate everybody and everything how i'm doing great how is everybody else doing you know i'm throwing it to alex alex how are you i'm doing great i mean i'm excited you know talking about consistency last week was actually the first week i think that we've ever like not uploaded an episode which is kind of crazy and it's my and fault you want to know why it's not it's, my it's fault. not really your fault it's not really your fault don't worry about it we're not gonna blame you we're not gonna blame you we're not naming names I mean, yeah, I blame Alex, if anything. <laughs> yeah, jo- I mean, Justin, you're fine. I mean, even even Bobby was able to to go on and have an episode, so it's okay. That is we- that is true. No, but I was so you know behind behind the scenes. Spoiler alert: I was supposed to come on last week, but then I got really bad strep throat. Um, and I felt and I felt so bad because I I typically wouldn't feel bad because you know you guys are my favorite people, so that's why I felt extra extra bad. So, yes, but I'm glad that we're here. Episode 100 going to be a chill episode. Um, I'm very happy to be here. I'm very proud of you guys for 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 grinding it out. Thank you. We appreciate that. I guess we'll start off because this is going to be a little bit more chill. Um, I do want to ask, sorry to go back to the, uh, you know, to the quote unquote throat issue. Um, mm-hmm. How is your how is the experience sounding like Kermit the Frog for a day? It, well, it wasn't just a day. I mean, that was just the day that I recorded it. And that was actually one of the first days where I started to feel better. Um, it was not fun. Um, it was not because so typically what I, I'm, I'm such an old man. I'm a very, very old man. I, you know, it, Bobby and the grump, when they had their episode and they were filling in for me, they asked who gets strep throat in June. Like that's usually, I think that's like a winter, it's like a winter sickness. So all within the past like year, year and a half, I got shingles, which that's when you get like, like, and I got it on my face too. I, that's the thing. I got shingles on my face. So it's like a burning red, rash and it, it was it was swollen my face was swollen so it looked like mike tyson just took a shot at the left side of my face right side of my face whatever side it was so shingles it's usually what old men get um and then i got a kidney stone so this past september right before the football season started for the 2020 season i got a kidney stone and usually again that's something that like old people get um so I, i'm just a mess um but nothing's ever going to bring me down. No one's going to bring me down. Carl Banks can't bring me down. Um, no one can bring me down. So I think Carl Banks might have been the uh, – we had Carl Banks on, what, last August? That was a hassle to get him on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Because, I mean, we're not going to go through the whole process, but, you you know, it's not he's not an easy man to capture and reach to bring on a podcast that's you know only like 20 episodes old or whatever it was be careful what you say here alex because i'm I'm not gonna scare him away don't worry he was a very nice man he was very nice to us this could be brought up on august whatever if he comes on again (laughs) if he he comes on again should we just say hey carl banks just wanted to let you know that the the guy who does it in his free time uh, that's a hobby uh, actually does have now a full-time job at the job. Oh, well, well here, so, so here's the thing with, you know, here's the thing with Carl Banks, you know, uh, what pe- people think like we have beef. It's like, no, no, we, we, we don't. Carl likes to pick on people. And as, you know, I guess as he should, I mean, I, I guess if you have a, if you have a blue check mark and B, if, you know, people just bow down to you all the time because you're an all time great giants football player. I mean, I, I guess you get the right to do that, I guess. Um, so he likes to pick at people sometimes. So 
it all started, you know, him like picking at me a little bit because I kind of like him and Dan Schnarr were having a discussion and I kind of like asked a question and he's like, you must do this for a hobby. So that's so that's my banner pick. And I never, ever want to remove that banner pick because no matter how no matter how, you know, quote unquote big or you know much of a following that I get, I want that banner pick there of somebody with the blue check mark and a former player asking if i do this for a you must do this for a hobby i want that there because i think it's just the most perfect thing it's a humble it really is a humbling thing no but and then really what part of my rise and a lot of people kind of maybe forget about this my rise as a person like that does analytics it's thanks to carl banks because i wrote like a blog on the bleeding blue website in the uh, winter of 2019 about you know daniel jones and like his epa and how much how much you know value in epa he lost like on his turnovers and you know if if, if nate solder is in the turnstile at left tackle and if nate solder and if daniel jones can kind of fix the, the 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 fumbling problem the really big fumbling problem that he had his rookie year then maybe we'll see some positive play out of daniel jones which we saw better play in 2020 out of daniel jones so i wasn't wrong we just didn't win more games right um, you know, Carl Banks retweeted that blog and it was like, it was like a response to PFF and he retweeted that blog and so did Sam Munson. So Carl Banks was kind of like part of my first little initial boost. And I will always, you know, ne- I will, will, I will never back down to Carl Banks. That's the thing is a lot of people back down, like Carl, he'll call people out and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Oh yeah, you're right. You know, you're, you're a former player. You know, I'm at a point where it's like, you know, Carl, we have a bit of a relationship. It's like, you've, you've come after me, you've complimented me. And now, you know, you're, if you come after me again for any kind of reason, I'm going to kind of come back to you too. I'm not, I'm not going to be like afraid of you. So, um, but we have a good, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a healthy relationship, but, uh, Carl Banks and I, we have, you know, it's, we're, we're, we follow each other and it's, it's all good. He, he challenges me. And really without, without that kind of moment of like, Oh, you, you do this as a hobby. Maybe I wouldn't have pushed myself as much. And then therefore now I'm a, you know, a a full-time employee of a media company, which is kind of cool. And what I would say, what I was going to say before is like, with the uh, giant take hall of fame, I think he might be the only other person who might've got in, but remembering that day, we just probably forgot what to say because we were so nervous. I remember that Josh and I, I was sitting exactly in this room right now and we were literally sweating. I, I remember we were sweating, but I remember my palms were like, when I was just touching the keyboard, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and it was not a good experience. And then, you know, you kind of get on with him and then he's like, okay, he's a normal guy. You know, it's not like, but it's just, it was so like weird. And I was just like, you could, I'm not sure if you could have seen, uh, I don't think we ever released the video of it. Um, but like, I remember like there was like definitely like sweat dripping down me. I was, I was very, very nervous. Well, I mean, that was, I guess I'll like respond to that, Alex. And I feel like for me now, after that, I really don't ever, you know, I try to be as comfortable as possible uh, with like the interviews and stuff like that. And I guess Justin, to give you credit, you kind of helped us out with that, you know, kind of being as genuine and kind as you as you have been throughout this process that like we are doing right now, just kind of being laid back. Uh, you definitely helped us out with that. Oh, well, thank I mean, because really being genuine and being authentic, I mean, and this is, you know, we've had plenty of conversations that were off air and, you know, about you know, how, how to do this, you know, how, how to do this. And there is there really is no correct way to do it. 
But I guess if there, if there is a correct way and do it, if there are fight to pick one thing, it is just being genuine and authentic. And that's kind of a vague kind of requirement, but your audience can sniff it. I mean, they peep the general public, they can sniff it and really think, think about it like yourself. You, you can, we can all sniff it ourselves and the people that we subscribe to listen to follow whatever, like this, this guy's kind of a, a, a dick. This guy's kind of a jerk. Right. Um, or this person's like, Oh, they're being genuine and authentic. And it's like, Hey, they're, they're, they're saying here, Hey, I'm not perfect. I don't know about this, but I do know about this. I'm going to tell you about this. Um, which is that's, that's kind of like where I like to, I like to keep my kind of, especially my football stuff. It's like, Hey, uh, hand up on this. I don't know this. I, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't tell you everything schematically and, and film wise, but you want to know what I can, uh, I can combine a ton of metrics from a lot of different websites and I can kind of make it match what we're seeing with the eye test. Right. So that's uh that's if you're genuine, you're authentic in how you present yourself and how, especially how you present your football stuff, you're golden. And you know, uh, you guys definitely have, have done that as well. So good for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Again, you know, I'll take the compliments throughout the whole podcast, Justin, just throw them in in, in any different way. Oh, yeah. You'd like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd like to ask because as Alex, uh, I would say, Alex, you kind of poke fun at it a little bit. I'm, I'm going to have to ask about John Boy Media and the role sure. you have on it because um, Alex likes to, I would say, I mean, would you say make fun of it a little bit? My obsession with the, the, with the whole company and their aspects. I mean, I would just say Josh has always been from the very beginning before we even started the podcast, he would always talk about John Boy Media and talk about how cool it would be to meet John Boy. He wants to talk to John Boy. Literally, all well, I hear about is John Boy. And, well, <laughs> all right, that's a little bit exaggerating, but he was very much fascinated with the whole idea and really, you know, interested in how, you know, he pulled it off, right? Because it's a, you know, very, it's gotten very big recently, right? in terms of the podcast that they've been bringing through. Josh is a huge Yankees fan. He loves talking Yanks. So, you know, I, I think that's kind of where he enjoys John Boy Media more than I do because I really don't listen to many other sports besides uh, football, uh, you know, a little bit of basketball. And then, for, you know, whoa, that's, whoa. I don't, don't really watch give it. yourself credit with the basketball stuff, though. All right, I don't it's not a little bit of basketball. Alex, we we had to get Alex into basketball within the last year, and we once he once he got, <laughs> once... I used to be into basketball a lot more, and then I kind of like just kind of stopped for a while. And are like... we are we all in Knicks Nets or, or oh, some other team? Alex and Bobby Skinner depression moments, oh, basically oh, Nets baby. Oh my God, our our Nets. So, but it, so uh, Josh, are you are you a Knicks fan? Though? Yes, He's a oh, that, that is yes. a great. It's a great mash i think like i think for the next hopefully for the next couple of years it'll be really fun to you know just just put a knicks fan and a nets fan in the same room and then have them go at it and just fight um, <laughs> i really love that um yeah so i mean i guess i'll, I'll kind of just you know with, with with the whole john boy and john boy media and stuff like that i started podcasting because of not not john boy media i started podcasting because of john boy and jake before they were even john boy media i i got really invested into the Yankees in 2016 when Gary Sanchez had that August insane August of like, yeah, all right. Yankees, uh, Yankees have a star and they're back. You know, I can, I can sense that, you know, maybe the Yankees as a team, they weren't back August of 2016 because they sold everybody. They sold Chapman. They sold Andrew Miller. Um, you know, they, they traded away Carlos Beltran, but they had a star, they had a, a star that was forming and that was Gary Sanchez. So that got me back. 
and I was away in college, you know, August 2016 and, you know, and then, you know, the off season 2016 and 2017 gets started and I'm in college. I'm a freshman in college and I'm like, I don't have, it's not like I can go to high school anymore and, and, and talk to my friends in Jersey city who are all Yankee fans. I went to college in Philadelphia. So everybody's a, you know, Phillies fan and, you know, they're, or, you know, they're from wherever they're from and they, you know, they're not a Yankee, they're not Yankee fans. So I just searched, you know, I, I had a Twitter that I never used for anything. I didn't even know how to use Twitter in 2017. So I, I you know, I searched Yankee stuff and I searched Yankees podcasts on the podcast app. I, ne- I never listened to podcasts before, but there was this app on my phone. I'm like, oh, I think this is like radio. I loved sports radio at home. I love listening to it at home. I didn't have my car in college. So I looked up podcasts. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of like sports radio, except it's just recorded sports radio. So then I found Talking Yanks. And I had a community of Yankees fans and people that I went to to kind of talk Yanks and listen to them talk about the Yanks. Um, so since 2017 and the, that season, um, I was a fan. And the, the fall of 2017, so after that 2017 you know, playoff, playoff run, there were the Houston Astros freaking cheated, right? Um, after that playoff run, I left a voicemail. I, I got really like really nervous and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to leave them a voicemail and I'm going to leave and I'm going to have my voice on the show and see if they play it. You know, and that's part of like building a community, right? Like you want your name, you want your voice to be heard on something that you're really invested in. And they got that. They got that from day one. Um, so hearing my voice on the show, number one, but then Jimmy, after the voicemail, John boy, after the voicemail, he commented on my overall like tone as a caller. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start one of my own. I'm going to start one of my own, you know, one of my own podcasts. And, you know, those and then Jimmy and Jake, they're going to kind of be like my inspiration. I, I really, I really didn't listen to any other podcasts. I listened to NYG weekly when they were going strong and, you know, 2018 throughout the 2018 Giants season, stuff like that. And, you know, they, they were miserable because the Giants were miserable. Um, <laughs> So, so they were also kind of like an inspiration, but I started my own thing and, you know, lo and behold, just, you know, a couple years later of, you know, one year of doing it wrong of only of just putting of just recording episodes and then only putting out the episodes, not doing anything on social media. And then 2019, starting to do it right on my own 2020, you know, Bobby asking me to come over to Talking Giants. And now, you know, 2021, now actually being an employee and, you know, graduated college last year. And now I have an opportunity to make this like a a vocation and a livelihood and a career, which is kind of, which is kind of bizarre. It, it happened very fast. I did not think it was going to happen this fast. Um, in a way, I, I, in a way, I didn't want it to happen this fast. Like I wanted to work a little bit longer in the workforce, but it just, it, di- it didn't work out. So I went to Jim and I said, Hey, you know, I went to Jim and Jake and everybody in the company. It's like, Hey, I'm kind of ready if, if you're ready to have me. And if you're not like kind of no worries, I'll try and find something else. Like, no. And kind of got that contract, and now we're we're ready to rock and roll. But yeah, it is bizarre. I mean, I, uh, Josh, I can understand. Like you know, the allure that is John John Boy Media. I still have it. I still am a fan. I I still am such a huge fan of like what they do and how they carry themselves and how they go about it. Um, so I I can totally understand that because I still am a fan of those guys because they're the reason why I even started doing this whole thing. And now and now we're working for them. So I know this is a funny thing, a little tidbit that I'm sure Josh would talk about too, but, you know, you talked about listening, not, you know, really listening to podcasts till whatever you said, 2017. 
I still don't listen to podcasts. I cannot. Like, if I cannot see the person, I am not listening. Mm. So, you know, if there, if it's not on video, you'll see me using it maybe to fall asleep one day or go for a nice nap. That's about it. it you know, obviously, there's a lot of podcasts now that are on YouTube. Most of them are on YouTube. So that makes it better. But I still... If you want me to be on, I don't listen to even many of the episodes of our podcast, right? Or very few of them. Because when I record them, I'm like, okay, I don't want to listen to myself. I don't want to listen to, you know, this goofball talking about the Giants. But you edit the episodes, don't you? you I do edit the the episodes, but like, I don't listen after it's done. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point about YouTube because that's not something that I – it took Bobby and I, you know, couple years to really well in a couple years i guess you know 2019 and 2020 took us really two years to really recognize that youtube was a huge value and then it was our company that really said hey we we want you to get on youtube and we're like that's a pain in the ass i have to show our faces and you know i I always say i have a i have a body for radio that's 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 what i that's what i always say i have a body for radio and uh and that's and that's the way i want to that's not the way i want to keep it but it's the it's the way in terms of how i present my content how i wanted to keep it but really there is such a value to youtube because there are a lot of people like like you alex who they watch podcasts on youtube you know show or shows that talk on youtube which i feel which i find to be very bizarre but people do it and really if it, tracking the growth of talking giants it was when you know bobby started to do his o-line breakdowns and you know we would put the podcast out at 8 a.m to supplement that and we would have you know two more throughout the week and you know bobby would do the reaction to some news and stuff like that but really it was the o-line reports that really did it the, you know this past year and that kind of put us on the map um, and it kind of opened the doors for you know our audience to discover us and you know discover the show and everything like that. Um, so we have a lot of other things on the docket this year. Now that I'm full time, there's going to be a lot of other things that uh, kind of we have on the docket, both for talking giants and then what will eventually be talking football and John Boy Media football. And YouTube is the ma- it kind of is the main thing, especially if you if you want to make content as in a way where I'm not even saying like making making money where it's like, Oh, you're, this is a career and you're making bank. Like talking giants isn't even that big of a channel where Bobby and I were profiting off of it. You know, it's still a relatively small channel. So, but if you want to really get your name out there and if you want, and if you want to grow your brand, like YouTube is the way to really do it. So, um, Alex, you know, I I wish I recognized what, what you kind of knew, uh, uh, you know, maybe one or two years ago. So, I had no idea how how you were going with that, Alex. I was either thinking it was going to be like a Josh is the complete opposite because I am like I listen to too many podcasts where I can't even yeah. keep up, or I thought it was going to be like an Alex. Like I had no idea. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, Justin. I mean, like when you guys were only on audio, I barely could listen to your podcast. <laughs> when you moved to YouTube, you know it was okay. It's okay now. I'm okay. <laughs> I like I had no idea what the heck you were going at because you just like whatever. Go ahead, Alex. I know you had something to say. No, I mean I w- I was thinking about I wasn't gonna say that you know because I I did listen to Talking Giants when they were only on audio. I will say that, but you know it's not like I, I definitely listened more once you guys switched to YouTube and I watched like go. the O line reviews that Bobby did, which you know good of him to or good of you guys to do because it's really a unique thing that not a lot of people cover and there's definitely a 
you know, maybe not the hugest consumer base for people who are interested in the O-line, but there's, you know, a large amount of people. And I, I actually really enjoy And he does a great job on them too. Um, so that that was a really cool thing that you guys started. Yeah, and you know, I I've told I've told you guys this, you know, again, again, or off camera, or alluded to off camera conversations. The thing with content is just trying to find something that not a lot of people have touched and making it your own. You know, fitting it to your strengths, and again, you know, fitting it to how you can make it authentic and genuine. Those kind of two buzzwords again, and how can you do that? Make something new while also keeping it genuine, and authentic. Um, and that was you know, Bobby kind of found that niche where he was an old lineman himself. Um, he was doing the the voiceovers just for social media breakdowns. You know, Twitter two minutes and twenty seconds, right? You know, that's the longest that you can post on most accounts for you know, um, you know, Twitter. So he was doing the two minute and twenty second film breakdowns. So that's what he was doing all throughout twenty nineteen. And then YouTube, it's just all right. So now it, this gives us the opportunity to post longer form content, but you don't want it to be too long if it's just a regular video and not just a regular podcast. So, you know, those 15, 20, 25 minute film breakdowns of, you know, it's kind of shorter form content, you know, uh, that's what YouTube kind of gives you the opportunity to do. Um, you know, it worked for him on social media, it worked for, and then the old line reports and it worked for him on YouTube. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm planning on, a. I'm planning on doing some, some, some of my own things myself too. I have a green screen and I could, I could show you guys now, unfortunately, Nobody else can see it, but green screen. So I'm planning on utilizing the green screen and um, video editing platforms. There you go. For audio people, you got to hear the green screen. There you go. It's me slamming it down. Um, So I'm planning on using that green screen this year and talking about the Giants and stats and stuff like that. I got to ask because, um, and we got to get Bobby on here to talk about it too later. Um, What? Okay. This is like a two-part question. I would. Lo- I know you guys, you know, don't have it concrete, and you're waiting on the training camp schedule. But I really need to know the full on agenda. And you've hinted on on the podcast, like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe we go to a Yankee game, maybe we go to the restaurant, do the live show, or like meet up, whatever. What is the Bobby Skinner New York trip agenda? And will there be a John Boy Media like a studio show where you guys will be in the in the John Boy Media studio? Because I feel like that would be a good addition. Like if you go to a Yankee game, because I know they're right there. Yeah. Yeah. So Bobby, Bobby wants to stay in New York. And um, if he does stay in New York and he, he like he likes to stay in the Bronx. For, he likes to stay in the Bronx for, for whatever reason. It's like, just like stay in Jersey. It's probably like less expensive that he he's, he's, he's crazy. And he's also kind of an idiot sometimes. I love him. Um, but yeah, I would love to do, I would love to record a show in studio. I, have never recorded a show in the John Boy Media Studio. I mean, Bobby and I, you know, we've been going since the beginning of 2020 together, and we've never recorded a show in person together. Um, uh, I would love to record some PPPs or a show, you know, a, a podcast, whatever, at MetLife Stadium, where there's a table. We have a tape. We have a Talking Giants table, you know, with um, you know, they, they they have a headsets, you know, headsets with the microphones and all that kind of stuff that you know they do in the in the Bronx and John Boy Media HQ. So I want to get like a table, you know, nice little tablecloth, John Boy Media Talking Giants tablecloth, whatever. Record stuff in person, you know, get a you know get a video camera with the audio, um, and have MetLife Stadium as a backdrop. 
you know, how awesome would you know we, we're going to do the player profile and projections where we look at every single significant Giants player on not even significant every single significant Giants player on the roster, which is more than you would think. Um, so every single weekday, three times a week, and then the two times a week during the months of you know late July, early August. That's that's the schedule for talking Giants. Three times a week PPPs, two times a week regular episodes with news and whatever. So. Um, I would love that. I would love to record some stuff there. Um, you know, maybe at John Boy Media HQ, definitely some stuff at um, training camp after practices, before practices, whatever. Um, I would love if we can vlog training camps. Um, I don't, the only thing that I'm worried about is I'm worried about security at Giants training camp. It's like if they think that we're filming the practices. Um, that's, that's the only thing that I'm worried about in terms of having a videographer there with us. And then he's actively filming us. And then he's actively filming the practices as well. Not like taping them, but just every once in a while, camera glands over, they're getting shots of Saquon. They're getting shots of a, of a play that's happening. You know, um, I mean, NFL network does that, you know? Um, so I, hopefully it won't be too much of a problem, but I want to vlog. I want to live stream. Just just put out as much content as possible when Bobby and I are both in person. That is the that is the goal. Like we're both gonna be there. We're both gonna be there full time. It's not like, oh, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go to my nine to five. I'll see you later. You know, no, it's like we're there. We're gonna be together. We're gonna be together for a week. You know, it's gonna be all about Giants football. It's all gonna be about, you know, training camp, which I think is the most exciting time of the year. Everybody's zero and zero. Everybody's healthy, knock on wood, unless Sterling Shepard breaks his thumb the first day of camp like he did in like 2019. Um, <laughs> you know, so optimism is in the air. Um, and it'll also be the first time where hopefully we get to really interact with Giants fans um, again, you know, interact with Giants fans again, but all, and also then just Bobby and us as, as talking Giants. It'll be the first time that we get to interact with Giants fans, you know, of, with us together. And even if people don't know who we are, it's like, to, you know, people with headsets, with microphones and of person following them with the camera, they're going to be like, Oh, who are you? We're like, Oh, we're talking giants. Um, so yeah, so that's the, that's the plan for training camp. Just to have a lot of fun, put a ton of crap out, you know, uh, just keep on putting out content, putting out content and, uh, and, and having a lot of fun, having a lot of fun with the giants fans. Josh and I, we're not season ticket holders, right? So, we, you know, we, we chose a game to go to, right? We're not, we're, not, we're not splurging the money on season tickets yet. Which one? Which one? So it's part of the story. You got to wait for the story. So oh, we're I, just... I got too excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we were deciding which games to go to. We're looking at the schedule and we're looking at the prices. And we're like, okay. So we're down between the Falcons game and the Panthers game. We're like, oh, let's go to the Falcons game. That's the good one. And then, of course, we hear about Eli Manning. And his, uh, you know, Ring of Honor induction or whatever at the game, mm-hmm. and then you know, whatever we bought the tickets for, I don't know how much, but they doubled in price like instantly. Right when did you buy it price. before the Eli announcement? Yes, we bought oh, it before good. the Eli announcement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we were talking about it too because we bought it, and then like the this was end of May, Alex, end of May probably. Yeah, Beginning right when of- they opened up the tickets, like right yeah. when they first started for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Then full capacity comes out the week after we buy the ticket. So every ticket is quote unquote open like it wasn't already, whatever. You know, I, I, I thought when we bought them, it was already quote unquote full capacity, but now it's full capacity. So, and that was the week after we bought it. So ticket prices are cheaper. So we bought it for whatever it was. It's $10 cheaper now. And I'm like, like, seriously, of course they say the full capacity now because, you know, there's more seats. And then the Eli thing came out and we're like, oh, we picked the perfect game mm-hmm. 
to go to. So that that does lead to the question of, I know you are a season ticket holder. Will you be at that game? Uh, I mean, is that even a question? I that's 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 the worst question you've asked so far. Um, uh, it is it is my plan and my no, it's my plan and my intention to be at every home game. Um, so yeah, this this year I'm I'm not commuting from Philadelphia, so I'll be I'll be in New Jersey. I'll be you know living in the you know, the, the good old good old Garden State, right off of um, Exit Unknown, off the Garden State Parkway. I'll say it, Exit one Exit one thirty five. That's where I am. Exit one thirty five, off the Garden State Parkway, and um, takes me about you know thirty. 35, it's like 35, 40 minutes to get up to MetLife on a good Sunday morning. So I will be there. Um, where, where are your seats? Where are you sitting? That That's a question that I cannot answer right away. <laughs> I do got to be honest. We do have to, we're going to have to meet in the parking lot. We will, you know yes. we will have to say hi. Yes. We will have to say hi. Now I park in, <laughs> I park in a, uh, I park in like a Neverland parking lot. I park in parking lot K, which is the furthest parking lot away from MetLife Stadium. So if you're from from where I'm around and then that's like it's it's an easy parking lot to just get into and then get out. Um but it's a lot of walking. Um so that's so that's that. That's where I park. And a lot of people get really mad at me that I park there because it's so far. I don't know. I mean well you know we were debating like not parking because you know the parking lot is like a scam with non-season ticket holders obviously whatever the entry fee is 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 where well, i know the, par- in- the parking pass no matter what the parking pass no matter what is 27 dollars. Oh, so okay. if you get it before the game i mean i could imagine if you show up to the game without a parking pass like it's they're gonna they're gonna overcharge you but you can get you can get like a parking pass i'm pretty sure even like on SeatGeek, like SeatGeek yeah. or subhub you can just buy a parking pass um and it's not like the parking pass the parking pass is not associated with any ticket it's just yeah the parking pass. So I, I would, I would, if you do want to drive I me, mean, taking the train is also like a good option. I would not recommend taking the train, walking to parking lot K to meet me and then walking back to the stadium. Cause then you would just, <laughs> you would be walking towards the edge of the, of the, of the parking lot where 80,000 people can go and walking back to the stadium. So I don't recommend doing that if yeah. you take the train, but taking the train is like a, it's a good option. I just laughed yeah. because I remember Alan, we were talking about that because it's our, you know, our parents are going to take us. I don't, we were debating because we were debating with our fathers um, because obviously both of them are big Giants fans. It was like, are we old enough at the age where like, you know, we're going into our junior years of high school. Are we old enough where we can go? And then it's like, well, we're in New Jersey. That's one. So New Jerseyans are going to go. And, uh, you know, I, I would say New Jerseyans are, they're interesting individuals, uh, I would to say the least. Justin, do you understand where I'm going at right now? Well, yes. Do you know snacks? You know my friend snacks. Yes. <laughs> do you know your friend snacks? Just yeah. think of snacks except uh, Just think of snacks except times like ten thousand. So I mean that. You yeah. Know, that's drunk. That's, that's MetLife standard. Well, drunk yeah. Well, 10, snack, snacks is always kind of snacks is when, <laughs> even when snacks isn't drunk, he's he's drunk. So, so Justin, I know we're in the three hundreds. That I do know. Alex, well, I'm also in the 300s. Okay, we're on the. Did we pick a corner or the middle? We picked the corner. We pick. We picked the. I'm gonna look right. I'm now more or less here. in the middle, so I'm like on the the 30 yard line of the Giants' home side. So I'm section 315, row 16, seats 13, 14. They're the best seats in the house. I don't care what anybody says. It's my all 22 coaches angle. I love them dearly. I love them so much. Um, <laughs> you can you can legit you can see. I think I can see the game develop and I can see the game much better when I'm sitting in my seats 
versus at home or at the 100 level. Cause I could see, I can watch what I want to watch. You know, I love to watch the safeties, you know, cause I think I, I read, a, I read a book by Pat Kerwin that's called take your eye off the ball. Um, you know, and he talked about, you know, what does a quarterback look at when he's at the line of scrimmage? And one of the things that he looks at when he's at, you know, when he's at the line of scrimmage, when he's under center and when he's in the shotgun, he's looking at the safeties. You know, how many guys are in the box, of course, right? I mean, he's not looking at the defensive lineman, but he's looking at, you know, where are the safeties going at the snap of the ball, you know, right before the snap? Are they trying to disguise something? You know, where are those safeties trying to go? Because that's going to determine where he's going with the ball and maybe what coverage they're in. Is it single high, blah, blah, blah. If you put a man in motion, then if a, if a safety or a corner follows, maybe they're in man coverage, so blah, 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 blah. You can see all that, you know, from all the way up above. You can see. You know, if they're maybe are they're a man, if there's a single high safety, how many guys are in the box? You can't always see that when you're watching from TV. So those are the things that I love to see when I go to the game. And I feel like I can understand the game a lot better. The only thing that's going to suck is I can't really look at my stats like I uh, like I do. So maybe I can maybe I can bring Do you think I can bring my my big computer with me in a MetLife Stadium and I can just I can just be like crunched in my seat in a, in a fetal position, just looking at next gen stats, but then also watching the game and like poking my head up. And then in between plays, I could put my head back down my computer. You think they allow that? I mean, they might. You know, <laughs> you can you can say that you're bringing it for, I don't know, health purposes, and you know, they right, need it. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't check next gen stats, my mental you, health is going to yeah. suffer. You're right. So you, you're you could make right. that argument. Mm-hmm. I think we're in section three eighteen, if I'm correct. No way. I think three nineteen, three eighteen, something oh. like that. Three eighteen. I'm at three fifteen. We're 318? Oh my okay, gosh. we're 318. We're 318. All right, so we're meeting at the game. We're not going to meet. <clears throat> if okay. you want to meet before the game, we can meet before the game. But okay. it, it, it makes the most sense. Let's meet before <laughs> the, the game and like the concourse. Let's let's do that. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. Carefully calculated. Yeah, I think we'll do that. Just because, well, I don't know. I mean, when, when you mentioned the train, I just know that uh, I don't know whether we'll take the train or not to Sea Caucus, as Alex's father <laughs> says. That was Sea Caucus. Um, I don't know, but yeah, (laughs) just in case. But that's great. That's so funny that we're. But yeah, I think definitely whether whether, whatever it is. What I need to know now because I felt embarrassed. I don't know if you saw my Twitter, Justin. I went to the Yankee game the other day, and it is so cool to to like. I haven't been able to do that either with like you know meeting like you meeting your you know talking Giants fans and Giants fans. Meeting the guests is like a big thing that I want to do when we're at the Giants game. Hopefully, I know that all of those guys who we've had on from the Giants, uh, you know, their like team are on like that stand in front of the stadium doing it the radio show, the pregame show live. And we've had them on like Lance Meadow, John Schmelk. So I don't know mm-hmm. if we'll be able to go on the stand and talk to them. But I met Max Goodman, the Sports Illustrated Yankees writer. He came yes. on the podcast. So that was super cool. But I felt embarrassed because when we took the picture, the guy's six six, so like probably six five or six six, and I I consider myself somewhat tall, so I'm I'm not gonna ask for specifics, and you don't you know you don't have to share it if you don't want. Justin, am I gonna be okay? What is what is your height? I'm well, I, I'm, I'm I'm happy to say my height. Just if if he asks my okay. weight, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the show. Um, <laughs> my my I'm six foot. So I'm six foot right on the dot. I think I'm the I'm maybe a slightly above average American male height wise. Well, well, now will you be upset if um, a 16 year old will be taller than you? Because no, I'm, I will not be upset. Okay. You know who will be upset? Who? J- J- uh, John Boy and Jake. They are. They they're they're they've now. I'm not. I'm not. 
breaking any news. They talk about all the time how they're 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 short. They're short kings. They like to call Jake. Jake likes to call himself a short king. I don't know if John Boy would categorize himself as that. But if so, if you ever run into them, try and get to a point where Jimmy and Jake can like go up on a step where they can take a step up and they can go on their tippy toes because that is what they did when I took a picture with them. Is that they, we were like at the stands at Yankee Stadium and, J, and Jimmy went up like two steps above and he was on his tippy toes and we were all like the same height and it was great. I well I know well Alex what you're like five eight five nine. I'm like five ten and a half right now. Yeah. I'm a little. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm supposed to be well. I don't know Justin. I, I you know obviously we're like. I'm not going to say you're not growing, Justin. You're still going to get up there. You'll finish at six oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 yeah. Well, that was the, part of the reason why I stopped playing football. Um, <laughs> was I, I got to a point my my freshman year, sophomore year of high school was, and I'm like, yeah, I'm at a competitive high school. You know, I went to St. Peter's Prep in Jersey City. You know, it's one of the best schools in New Jersey, and one of the best schools in the country to go to in terms of football. So, you know, I was at there. I was playing football. I was like, well, six foot. I'm an offensive lineman. Uh, you kind of need to be like six, two, six, three, if you want a D one scholarship. So I became a bowler. So, you know, that's, uh, that's what I did. I didn't, I did not grow. So I, I don't know if I have any more room left in me. You know what? I'm, I'm rooting for it. Cause then guess what? If I grow taller, then I get, then you get thinner. I'm rooting for it. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm supposed to be the tall six foot. I'm six foot as well, but I mean, come September, tall six foot. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, I said, right, we'll see. We'll see. Am I, am I, am I a short six foot or are you a tall six foot? We'll, we'll, we'll compare. That's very true. Alex, would you consider me a tall six foot? I mean, you're closer to six one, I'd say than six. That foot, would be a probably. tall six foot, Alex. That, that would be that a tall is, six foot. Well, I, well, okay. I was just explaining it for the people who didn't grasp yeah. it as easily as I did, obviously. Lay off. Lay off, Josh. I apologize. Are, are you planning on going to any away games this year? That's Man. an interesting question that people always ask. I really am trying to go to the Washington game week two. Hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to peer pressure one of my friends to peer pressure one of his friends to not go. So I can go. Um, <laughs> so uh, Washington, but then besides that, no. Um, I did say to one of my friends and I this is one of those things where it, it would have to be so bizarre if it happens that I would have to do it if the Giants play the Cowboys in Dallas during the playoffs I would go to that game so if that happens during the playoffs then I will go to that game but actually it it was not until Washington week there was the chase I my first away game was the chase young ball so Washington week 15. 2019 is that is that when that was so the chase young bowl was um my first away game and i've been going to giants games since 2007 so um i'm not really an away game guy but i i want to go to washington this year yeah the chase young bowl was like 2018 right because it'll be his second no it'd have to be 2019 because it was, it was, it was 20, 2019 draft. i just forget what week it was was it week 15 or week 16 doesn't matter yeah yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I know Jerry's world is supposed to be like unbelievable, uh, yeah. you know, in, in there in Dallas. My uncle's a Cowboys fan, so you know that that's that goes deep in the family. Um, and that's LPG's favorite place to go to. Like, even just like 
unbiasedly and well, not not even unbi- even just as a Giants fan. I think the spot that he looks forward to going the most every single year is you know Jerry World, and so that's definitely a spot. Even if it's a you know even if it's like a giant bye week and Dallas has a home game, I mean that that may have to be something that I that I do eventually, and I'll just I'll just I'll just wear my Yankee stuff because I mean isn't aren't all Dallas fans also Yankee fans too? Because they're just dumb. Sorry. <laughs> I mean that I, I I understand what you're saying because yeah my my uncle completely grew up uh, in the New York area I don't know exactly where it was but grew up in the New York area lives in Long Island now and Cowboys were going to the 80s and that's why he chose their team and that's 80s all in the 90s that's that's probably that's probably what coincides I mean the Yankees were really good in the 90s and Dallas was probably good at the same time and they're they're, they're, they're all bandwagons there you go they're all bandwagons silly yeah uh, so Silly. my my, <laughs> my next Giants game question: Do you go to any preseason games? Then, yes, I do. I I am low key looking forward to the preseason games more than I'm looking forward to the regular season games because the regular season games are stressful. <laughs> the preseason games, it's just all right. We're gonna go, especially the the Giants Jets game. I want to get I want to get as many of my friends to go as possible. It's a Saturday night. Like I want everybody to go and have a good time. We're gonna get there really early. You know, I, I'm not a drinker, so it's like I'll drive, I'll drive everybody. I want everybody to have a good time. Um, so yeah, preseason games I'm really looking forward to, um, uh, especially the Giant Jet game. Because also the the Giant Jet game this year, it's going to be just special to have everybody back. You know, again, just seeing fans for the first time, Giants and Jets fans, and having it Zach Wilson's uh, first kind of little appearance mm. too. Even if he, even if he's in there for like one or two series. Um, that'll be really cool because he's he's a really uh interesting prospect. So yes, preseason games I, I will be at both of uh, both of them. It's week one and then week three. Yeah, and that's my birthday. That's what I was. That's what I was going to allude to. The Giants Pats game is on my birthday, so I'm hoping to go to that one. I mean, we'll have to you know obviously see, but that's that's like the two game. We're hoping to go to two games this year, Alex and I. It's mm-hmm. that one and then the the preseason game and or against Atlanta. Against Atlanta, the regular season game, preseason game against the Patriots is like the two we're hoping. Because why not get a better birthday gift than most likely losing to the Patriots with no-name players in a preseason game? I I could, but why I like the preseason games is that for I'm a I'm a bad now. I don't know if I'll do it now. Well, no, I can't do it now because I would have to watch the game because it would just be easier for my job. But when I was just you know a, a regular fan with no podcast, um. I believe in like the third quarter. It's like I don't care. Like I I don't care about the 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 seventy ninth man on this roster and oh is he really gonna bump up his chances to make it this week in this preseason game? I, I didn't really I didn't really care about that. So um yeah, so I usually like leave in the third quarter because I the pre I feel no emotional sentiment during preseason games. But uh yeah, let's let's go undefeated though. Screw it, let's go undefeated. Let's 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 pull let's let's run it back into twenty nineteen where. Kyle Luletta laid it, let a, a game winning drive against the Patriots week four to go undefeated during that preseason. So I, I've been trying to negotiate here with my family because we're going down to New Orleans uh, during the weekend, right during when the Giants are at New Orleans, whatever it is, week four. Well, I think to. it's week four. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, we got to go. And, you know, there's been some discussions. The tickets are also extremely expensive and they're also all sold out. So that's also another problem. But you know, that's an issue we can work around if we can get the negotiation started, but that's definitely one that I'm interested in. I'm hoping that we can go, but who knows? Find somebody outside of um 
the Mercedes Benz uh, Metrodome before the game, beat them up, and then take their tickets. I mean, I, I, that's that's the that's yeah, it's a way. That's to what do I'm it. thinking, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I... the unfortunate part about this is, and I don't want to speak for you, Alex, but the the defense to going to the Giants game is they're gonna do more things surrounding this festival that's happening right that was your parents like i swear when we because i i went over to alex's house the the other day um and i think it was they were saying like there's activities with a festival or something like that was the alternate solution to going to the giants game yeah it's the um the french quarter festival that they have there in new orleans wonderful so that's the thing people mardi gras if if they were you know if they, if like the Giants, you know, they had to leave or whatever, you know, the plane was at 3.30 and it would be stretching it to go to the game. No, it's that they want to completely blow off the game to go to the French Quarter Festival. That's the problem. But yeah, I mean, Alex, you got it. I mean, it's got, you know. We're going to have to see what I can do. I'm going to I'm gonna have to pull some strings. <laughs> Get some money uh, up. There you go. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to beat some I, I, I got to ask, Justin, is so how, like, what is the deal with snacks? You mentioned it earlier. Like, what is the deal with <laughs> snacks? Why did you phrase it? Like- Why did I phrase it that way? Well, what is the deal with snacks? That guy's an asshole. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I meant, what is the deal with snacks with the MetLife Stadium? Is he actually like, oh. I know the joke is that like he's banned. Is he actually banned or he just oh. got kicked out that game? And. <laughs> Like, I really, I'm so confused, like, how much of jokes is jokes, and if he's actually, like, you know, he can't go. What is the deal with snacks? That that question <laughs> could be taken into so many different avenues that it's not even funny. Um, okay, so in terms of what is the deal with snacks, <laughs> that that should be a fun segment that we do, um on a not bleeding blue but maybe maybe simple man radio when when bob if bobby and i bring that back and then snacks can be like a a guest it's like a what's the deal with snacks and then and then we'll have like a a rolling wheel of categories it's like what's the deal with snacks his opinion on tiki barber his opinion on metlife stadium his opinion on jerry jones his opinion on various types of wine like just anything that can like he's passionate he's like really passionate about or anything that would like make him mad like what's the deal um okay yeah so what's the deal with snacks in terms of his um legality surrounding being near metlife stadium he is technically not allowed to ever enter into metlife stadium ever again and i genuinely believe in him because he's never lied to me in his life and he's not one to exaggerate well that's a lie he exaggerates all the time but when he's like when he's when he's storytelling when he is storytelling, he is not one to exaggerate. Like he, like he's like I. He told the story once of how he was close to spitting Jerry Jones in the face, and he actually was close to spitting Jerry Jones in the face. And I know for a fact that he would have done it. Um, he would not have held back. He would have been arrested. He would have been charged and everything. Um, so he technically isn't, and I think that's actually why. I think the Jerry Jones situation is part of the reason why he's not supposed to be in MetLife because he saw Jerry Jones like leaving out of a limo one time and he like started to chase after him. Oh. <laughs> and I think that's part of the reason why. No, but he's been belligerent um, other times, like in the stadium too. And well, the Tiki he, Barber is always one. I mean, I and I can't... No, no, he did not get in trouble for that Tiki Barber incident. He just so got moved to another section. He that's... just got moved to another section. It was the best day of his life. He got to eviscerate Tiki Barber's family, say that he's a fucking ass... Excuse me, he's an effing asshole, and 
all this and all that. He's, uh, and he said this to Tiki Barber's family, like his wife, and then like the, the, the father-in-law, everybody. He said it to everybody. And he got moved after eviscerating Tiki right to his family's face. And he didn't get kicked out. He just got moved. But there have been other reasons why Snacks has gotten kicked out before. Um, and uh, he is a regular season ticket holder this year. Somehow, I don't know what name he put down. Um, I don't know if he put down his name and the, the MetLife Stadium uh, security check, whatever, is just not that great. And it's not really working that well. Um, but Snacks is technically not allowed at MetLife Stadium, but he is a regular season ticket holder just like I am this year. And I'm I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited to see um, over under one and a half game, one and a half home games, Snacks. Uh, this includes preseason games, by the way. One and a half home games, Snacks gets thrown out. And I'm betting the under. So he's going to lose those tickets very quick. You know, he kind of, he kind of seems like a harmless guy, you know, like, you know, he has the, he is so harmless, but he's harmless. So So why, why, I don't get why they have to ban him. Right. Yes. He almost been Jerry Jones's face. Yes. He, you know, like, all right. But like what, if you're a real giants fan, you wouldn't have any, I mean, you know, he had more than a little urge, I guess, but most people would think about it, you know, just a little urge, just a little thing in the back of their head when mm-hmm. you see Jerry Jones and his smug face. 70, 75% of the Cowboy fans want to spit in Jerry Jones' face. Yeah. That's also true. <laughs> what, um, were you ever involved in the list with the old Giant Stadium? You probably weren't old enough for that because my dad still complains about, I don't know how high he would have been on the list. I don't know. That that's just the infamous line, I guess, when it comes to and Giants. You're, you're referring to the to the waiting list, right? Yes, for season tickets uh, with the old Giant Stadium, and then you know their awful system when they switched to MetLife and just getting rid of it, or they lost it, or whatever. What? Like- well, no. Uh, so here, so here's the story oh, behind that. Tell me, my my father put me on that waiting list that you're talking about when I was born, because that was the expectation. The expectation was uh, you were going to get. You know, your name would be called maybe by the time you're an adult, by the time like I would be an adult, maybe like 30, 40 years old. Uh, my name would be called to possibly earn the earn the right and the privilege to own regular season tickets for the Giants. Now, when they closed Giants Stadium, when they knocked that down, and when they opened up MetLife Stadium, they started this system called PSLs where you needed to well, not just need needed to you need to buy the rights to your seats. So that's a certain X amount of thousands of dollars, depending on where you sit. And that, that this information is all available online in terms of how much the PSLs are based on what section you sit in. So buying the rights to your seats, that one-time payment of a lot of money, and then you need to pay each year for your regular season tickets. So that's what drove a lot of people away. They actually went through the waiting list. Now there's there's still maybe a waiting list. It's probably not very long. I don't know. But they went through that waiting list because people couldn't afford those PSLs. A lot of people, when they went to the new stadium, it's like, you know, they people have had people have had season tickets since Yankee Stadium for crying out loud. And now you're gonna tell them that they need to pay thousands of dollars to own the rights to their seats just because it's a new stadium. So that's what the Giants do. It's a one-time payment. Um, I, I, I don't, it, it, besides it just being a money grab, I don't know how it's supposed to, it, I guess it incentivizes, like me, myself, it incentivizes me to never sell my tickets. Because then that money that you know my father initially paid for when he got the tickets, that money just goes down the drain. 
it's this is like I need to keep these tickets or else that money just goes down the drain or else, you know, I, I can sell, you know, that's why when people sell the games too, they sell them so expensive because they need to get the money back that they paid for the PSL. So that's why when people sell tickets, that's so expensive and it's more than face value. And that's why it's really frustrating. The Giants can be three, the Giants can be three and 11 in the month of December and tickets will still be insanely expensive rather than jet games. You can get tickets for 25 bucks, you know, at, at the 50 yard line. So, um, that's unfortunate about MetLife Stadium, but you know, I'm sure John Mara has gotten a lot of uh, great voicemails and letters about that. And clearly, after all these years, he still chooses to do nothing about it. So, so let's get into giant stuff. Almost an hour into this episode, 100. Yeah, yeah why not? You know, I mean, we're going a little above what we like to do with our what? Alex, you have something? What? No, I was just laughing. Oh, you were laughing. I was just laughing. Yeah. Your laughing looked like talking, like you wanted to say something. That's why I was, well, I was going like, ha, ah, ha, ha, ha. That was the weirdest. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, I'm not even going to try and describe to people listening um, what he just, what that head sure. movement was. But yeah, so a question I've actually been wanting to ask you um, for a little bit since you made that tweet, actually. I, I don't know when it was. Uh, you, meant, you mentioned like Patrick Graham. Uh, and like the defense in a, in a tweet recently, right? And you were like, you know what? I'm actually really excited for this Giants defense this season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I so what I want to ask you is, you know, the the defensive scheme, um, and especially the zone to man, which I feel like we're going to see the transition of this season. That is what I wanted to touch on, and it was because last year, and I'm not going to lie, Patrick Rand did a really really good job in disguising his zone schemes. And obviously he ran zone because we had players like Alex always likes to mention his favorite and the joke on the giant take podcast, Isaac Yadam and, you know, Julian love as our, as our top tier cornerbacks along with James Bradbury, which, you know, when we needed him, he would go one-on-one on a man, but obviously he would disguise his own coverage as well. But now with, you know, kind of getting the players that we want on this team, getting Aaron Robinson in the third round pick, the cornerback, and obviously signing the the cornerback, who I can't think of the name. What? Adoree Jackson. Thank you. Adoree Jackson this offseason. Um, I think he's going to make the transition to man, especially since that has been the history with Patrick Graham. He's been, a, you know, he likes to run man um, a lot with his defenses. So what do you think that's going to look like? I, I mean, are you more excited than that with, with the zone coverage? I am, just because I know, like, we already saw what he could do with zone coverage, and that's like, not his main thing. You know, he's right. known as the defensive coordinator to be mainly in man coverage. So I'm just really excited. I want to get your thoughts on that. I mean, that was the most impressive thing about Patrick. Most impressive thing about Patrick Graham, really about anything the Giants did last year. Well, it was their defense number one, but also, you know, we had the expectation heading into last year, watching Patrick Graham in 2019 with what he did with Miami, single high safety, Man coverage, man coverage, man coverage, blitz, 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 be aggressive, be aggressive, be aggressive. You know, and that's what I was expecting. I was like, oh, who is going to be the single high safety for the Giants in 2020? That was like my big question because I knew that the Giants, they didn't really have that guy. You know, McKinney was, you know, more of a in the box guy. He's better when he's moving forward versus backwards. And Peppers has the athleticism to do it. You know, Logan Ryan, you know, maybe sure, but you know, he's a slot corner converting to a safety, and he's like a jack of all trades anyway. 
So Patrick Graham saw, it's like, hey, we really don't have that single high safety on this roster. And also McKinney got hurt too. So that, you know, that took that out of the equation for most of the season. Anyway, we really don't have a single high safety on this roster. And also cornerback two and slot corner kind of lacking. You know, Dornay Holmes was a great surprise, but Dornay Holmes, the reason, one of the reasons why he succeeded is because he was playing in zone and Patrick Graham was kind of, you know, giving him some help. And it was, it was great. I'm not, this is not to diminish Dornay Holmes, but he did get some help, but definitely cornerback two got help. And you saw that week one, uh, where Pittsburgh just attacked Isaac Yadam and, you know, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, they were just catching those back shoulder uh, passes from Ben Roethlisberger, you know, drops uh, Ben Roethlisberger, takes a snap, three-step drop, boom, 10-yard back shoulder fade on cornerback two because the Giants just can't play zone coverage, whether it's Ryan Lewis, uh, uh, Isaac Yadam, uh, Corey Ballantyne earlier in the season too. Remember that, remember that Chicago game where Ballantyne just got ripped, ripped apart, ripped apart so Patrick Graham saw this early in the season it's like we need to do something to uh, we have a problem we have a CB2 problem we have a CB2 problem and the, w- what he did is cover three he ran cover three at like the second or the third highest rate in the National Football League last year and the transition to you know 2021 getting a Dory Jackson in here who is you know on, on most teams probably half the teams in the NFL he's a CB1 you know now he's CB2 um, getting Aaron Robinson, who has that versatility of, you know, hey, he's not just good slot corner depth. You know, maybe he can even be an outside corner if, if need be. You know, if Adoree Jackson maybe struggles with some health problems. Um, you know, we still have Isaac Adam, who is not a terrible, you know, backup. You know, he'll, he'll be third or fourth on the depth chart in terms of outside corners. You know, if you include Julian Love also as an outside corner, which he did play because he needed to play against the Browns last year. So the the depth that we have in the cornerback room is awesome so that is now going to allow Patrick Graham to fully utilize the system in which he is comfortable with which Alex that's what you talked about I mean I'm sorry Josh that's what you talked about you talked about the man coverage playing more aggressive blitzing you know for not why maybe it's okay that the Giants don't have you know the best edge rushers out there let's send guys Let's send guys. Let's send five, six guys at one time because can because we can trust the coverage on the back end that James Bradbury, Dory Jackson, Aaron Robinson, you know, Darnay Holmes, those safeties, you know, they're all gonna take care of what they need to take care of because we're gonna bring the pressure up front and we're gonna generate that pressure through schematics. So um I think even when you play man coverage too, it's and when you bring that pressure, it's gonna force quarterbacks to take like three step drops and it's gonna force them to get the ball out of their hands quick. So you don't want them taking no big five step drops, right? And going back really far. So when you take those three step drops, I think that's going to even allow the guys on the inside to be better because when you're closer to the line of scrimmage and when you're closer to that center, Dexter Lawrence, that quarterback is going to be closer for him. Leonard Williams, that quarterback is going to be closer for him. And hopefully those guys will, you know, be able to continue to feast even more. So I want to talk more about the defense again, because I feel like we've talked the heck out of the offense, not in this particular episode, but just in general, you know, with Kadarius Tony, with Kenny Galladay, all the stuff on the offense. We don't, we don't talk enough about the defense, I think. So I want to talk about someone that we lost in free agency, and that's Dalvin Tomlinson. So I think a lot of people are underestimating what kind of effect the law, the loss of Dalvin Tomlinson will have on this Giants defensive line, what he did. Uh, especially in the run game, even in the passing game uh, where he was taking up and sometimes was uh, double teamed. 
and, you know, freed up Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence and some of the edge rushers who, you know, weren't exactly great last season, but were able to get some more freedom uh, and, you know, hits on the quarterback because of his work. Obviously, we still have Austin Johnson. We have B.J. Hill. We brought in Danny Shelton. He's not really a, you know, a three-down guy. He's really a run stuffer uh, within, you know, the five-yard line. What do you think his the loss of Dalvin Tomlinson will be uh, what will the effect be for the Giants? No, Alex, I agree with you. And the, a lot of fans, they really didn't want to lose Dalvin. But then what they did when they did lose him, it's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, he's just a run stuffer, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, it's like Dalvin Tomlinson, the splits when he was on the field and when he was off the field. Um, Research Rick, um, NYG fan in Charlotte is like his handle on Twitter. Um, you know, he works with us sometimes with, you know, coming up with some stats and he puts out a lot of good stats like on his own and stuff like that. So he did the number crunching of, you know, what was the Giants yards per carry allowed when Dalvin was on the field? And when he was off the field, it was drastically different. Meaning when Dalvin was on the field, Giants were an awesome elite run defense. When he was off the field, Giants allowed like, you know, almost five yards per carry, which that's kind of. That's, that's kind of a lot. You don't really want to be you know, allowing five yards per pop. Now, I'm one that is okay with maybe allowing, you know, four and a half yards, four yards per pop. Uh, I'm okay with being a slightly below average run defense as long as your pass defense is good. Like, I, I'm as long as your pass defense is good and you're not allowing big explosive plays in the pass game, I'm okay with you being kind of like a average run defense which i know a lot of people want to i want to stop the run and that's the first thing that comes in the nfl no in my opinion the first thing you want to do in the nfl is you want to uh, limit explosive plays on the defense side of the ball and you want to produce explosive plays on the offensive side of the ball that's like that's like kind of like the key to winning and that's the key to why the giants defense was good because they limited those explosive plays and it was the key to why the giants offense was bad because they did not produce explosive plays that's kind of like what tells the stat that tells the giants season perfectly from 2020 but I honestly do think, I, you know, I hate to be one of those fans that says, oh, I think we're going to be fine. I think we're going to be fine. But Danny Shelton, you know, he's not a three-down player. You're right. He's a two-down player. He's, he's, he is going to be a guy that's going to largely be in, you know, first and 10, second and long, right? But he, he I, think he's, I think he's good. Uh, he's huge. He is a mammoth of a human being. Um, he, he is not going to get moved. He is going to, you know, plug holes. He's, you know, he's not going to be as athletic as Dalvin Tomlinson. He may not even be as strong as Dalvin Tomlinson. I mean, we had Nick Gates on the program, you know, a couple of weeks back, and he he reflected on, you know, saying that, you know, he's he, he's kind of thankful that he's. I mean, he wants Dalvin Tomlinson on the team, but you know, kind of thankful that he doesn't have to face Dalvin Tomlinson every single day in camp anymore. And he's very thankful that the Minnesota Vikings aren't on the schedule this year because Dalvin Tomlinson was the toughest man to move. You know, then and, that, and that's what and that's what Nick Gates said, you know, on our show. So Dalvin Thomas's impact is very, very important. It's very important in the run game. It's also very important with how he can push the pocket in the pass game, kind of like I mentioned with Lawrence and Williams. But you kind of just have to hope that, hey, you know, BJ Hill, his snap share has been limited. And his snap share has been limited because of the depth, because of the depth that's just been here. You know, Austin Johnson wasn't terrible. You know, he wasn't terrible. He kind of took, made some little little bit of strides towards the second half uh, of the season in terms of making an impact in terms of him himself as a nose tackle. Uh, and then Danny Shelton obviously signed here to be a, a nose tackle. So these, so these interior guys, they're, they're going to need to take a step up. 
Um, Danny Shelton is going to need to be a dude. He's going to need to be, you know, not uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, but he's just going to be in, he needs to be an immovable object. If, if he's an immovable object and he takes up that space, I'm confident in the rest of this Giants defense, you know, Blake Martinez coming up and plugging that hole and you know, Dexter Lawrence continuing to take that step up. Leonard Williams is already a dog. So, um, and better, better edge play too. Cause the edge play last year was kind of just non-existent because the revolving door that was the Giants edge rusher room. And you know, it, it, there is no choice, but the Giants edge rusher room to be better this year. They, they cannot be worse than what they were last year. I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I completely agree with you. And just to throw in one offense question for the Giants, I know, um, you know, I feel like it's, you know, good to just throw one in there. I'll, I'll wrap it up two in one. Daniel Jones over under 5,000 yards. His, his last year was five, 5,000. I'm going to go under, go under. I'm going to go under. Yeah. Why? Alec, you think that's too much? You think that's too much? I mean, yeah. He had, I mean, he was injured last season for a few games. Five's too much. Am I going too high with Daniel Jones? 4,000. Well, let's see. Aaron Rodgers. How many? Let's say. 5,000. 5,000. Sorry. 5,000 is like Patrick Mahomes level. Well, is Daniel Jones the new Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers had 4,300 yards last season. Okay. Sorry. He was the MVP. We're over. Four thousand, I think that's okay. Fine, Justin Moore over under four thousand. He played twelve games in twenty nineteen. He had three thousand yards. So, what another four games? Let's say average two two fifty two fifty times four. That's another thousand. So he he probably would have had around four thousand if he played sixteen games his rookie year. Oh man, I am going to go under. I am going to go under because I don't see I I can't see this Giants offense being the second to worst scoring offense in the National Football League and then jump them jumping to like a top five, top ten offense. I hope it's gonna happen, but I really see this being like the, the Giants offense is average. They're gonna score enough points to kind of keep you know either keep him in games or win football games but it's going to be this Giants defense that is just going to kind of dictate it all now Giants could be maybe top 10 you know maybe top 10 scoring but it's because their defense is giving them so many opportunities that that's what I would love like their defense just gives them so many opportunities because they're playing man coverage because they are being aggressive because they are blitzing they're forcing turnovers right um, and then the, it just makes things easier on the Giants offense. I mean, that's the world that I really want to live in. But I don't see there being, unless Jason Garrett just flips the script in his brain or this offensive line takes tremendous strides um, in pass blocking. I think they're going to, I think this Giants rushing offense should be, in terms of this offensive line, we should feel a lot better about them as a rushing offensive line than I think we are right now. Because Matt Parrott, was a better run blocker than pass blocker last year. Like that, we need to worry about him as a pass blocker. Andrew Thomas is a better run blocker than pass blocker. Shane Lemieux 100% is a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. Will Hernandez is actually a better pass blocker than run blocker, but still, you know, he he's a puller. He can move, you know, he, he's, you know, nasty Will Hernandez, you know, Bash Brothers, you know, we we know Will Hernandez for being a nasty guy. So he's, he's pretty decent. He's a very, Will Hernandez is a very good average guard in the NFL. And I don't think a lot of people, they don't give him enough credit for being average. Right? Cause a lot of people were expecting him to, to kind of be closer to Quentin Nelson than closer to average because of 
just, you know, where because of how hyped he was coming out of college. But obviously, Quentin Nelson is on his own, his own planet. But this Giants rushing offense and this Giants rushing offensive line, we should feel pretty decent about it. But it's in terms of how aggressive is Jason Garrett going to be? How is Freddie Kitchens going to influence Jason Garrett to call maybe some more vertical concepts? How are we going to produce explosive plays? Is it simply just going to be Kenny Galladay catching those vertical routes and just those contested catches? I mean, that's not a bad way to live, but I would like to, you know, maybe get some creative schematics going. You know, let's get Saquon Barkley in space. Let's get Kadarius Tony in space. You know, let's continue to utilize, you know, Shep had 11 plays of 20 plus yards last year, and that was the most out of the entire team last year. Let's, you know, Sterling Shepard's not just a scrub, you know? Let's continue to do these things. Hey, we also have Evan Ingram, uh, which is kind of crazy too to think about. But this guy is still here, and no matter how much headaches he causes, he is still here, and we still kind of have to try to use him in a positive way. So um, that is going to be the main thing. This this team may not be a team that produces a lot of yards. I just don't see that drastic turnaround where last year they were so bad at doing everything, and now this year they're going to be so great. But I hope that they're average because if they are average, this is going to be a decent football team if the offense is average and the defense is what we're expecting them to be. Alex, final thoughts? I mean, I agree with what you just said. I mean, the offense, it's going to, you know, Jason Garrett's definitely going to have to step it up this year too, right? He needs to, he has yeah. so many more creative pieces. He has to be more creative himself. And I think that's really one of the key things. And obviously Daniel Jones taking that big step that we've been waiting for uh, and hopefully, and to be honest, has to take uh, in his third year. Yeah. And then, Justin, your final thoughts on this special episode 100. My final thoughts. I, re- I really hope to, to meet you guys soon, um, whether it be at a, a, a preseason game. I would, love, I would love it to be a preseason game. Come to that Patriot game so then we can just hang out for a little bit and maybe we can chill and, you know, odds are there'll be nobody in the stands. So then I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll come to your section. You'll come to my section. We'll hang out for a little bit. Um, you know, you, you, you guys are wonderful. Um, you know, a congrat- congratulations on episode 100. Keep killing it. This season, I, I'm, I genuinely feel like this season for the New York Football Giants. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be Super Bowl and we're going to go out and win the Super Bowl. We're going to go out and we're going to have a. It's going to be a. It's going to be a run and everything like that. But I sense that this season is going to be special. I sense that you know we're going to look back on this season five, ten years from now and say, you know what, that 2021 season that was a really, really fun season. Whether it's just because we're all back together whether it's just because, you know, hey, you know, Bobby and I, we, you know, we all started content and, you know, now there's fans back in the stands and, you know, Josh and Alex, you know, you guys, this is your first officially established season where you guys are no longer newbies and, you know, maybe we can win eight, nine games this year. And it's like, you know what, that was a fun season where it's like we can come together in the month of September, you know, maybe we win some games in September and maybe we have some hope in October, November, which that's not even something that we had, you know, in years past. You know, I know the NFC East was bad last year, but, you know, let's win some football games in September and October. That would be that that that's a nice that would be a nice way to start this year. And I think remember this year is like, hey, the Giants are going to be relevant in the month of November. That's kind of like what I want. I want to be relevant in the month of November and December. And I really feel like this is going to be the year that we uh, that we kind of do it. So get ready for it. Um, I love you guys. Congrats on episode 100 again. And thank you for always having me on. Yeah. Thank you, Justin, for coming on. I mean, obviously really special episode for us, you know, really big mark that we've been, you know, hoping to reach throughout this off season and for you to join us and share the moment. It was really cool. So thank you. Um, go follow Justin on Twitter at Justin Panic. Go follow Talking Giants at Talking Giants at the Giant Take is where we are on Twitter at uh, me is at Josh 29. Alex is at a 23. Subscribe to both podcasts. 
uh, again, rating and review, five stars. And, um, oh, yeah, subscribe to Bleeding Blue as well because Justin and Snacks do a great job on their recapping Giants history. And it's really cool to hear Snacks say F-U-Tiki Barber at the end of every episode. I always love that. That That's like my favorite part about it. Um, so we'll wrap this one up, obviously. And, um, oh, yes, I forgot, almost forgot about this. Enjoy the little montage at the end of episode 100, and we will see you sometime next week. The New York Giants flick, Kadarius Tooney. Oh, jeez. Oh what? Okay, so initial reactions, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're just getting right into it? Yeah, I'm going right into I'm it. I'm shocked. Um, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, so I agree with Alex. I'm shocked. Did not expect. And not Bateman. I did not expect Kadarius Tony and here. And not Elijah Moore. So my initial. And not. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's my initial reaction, sir. Okay. Initial reactions. I'm gonna say surprising. I think Quiddy Pay would have been a better option here at 20. We saw going into this draft that we wanted him. I mean, I don't know if they called him yet when they showed the Giants there, but they didn't look too pleased. So I don't know if they made the call and just, like, were not proud of Tony. But the only thing was, and I talked about it on the live stream, I think it was with Snacks, was that, or Snacks or JQ before today, was that Tony has been said by all those NFL insiders that, like, he's been slept on. So, listen, I did not expect us to take a wide receiver, especially first round. Maybe it's a little bit of a reach. Oh, his family's happy. His family's happy. So, Alex, here. Look, they're all yep, very yep, happy. I know. Alex, let's It's take... all great. All right. um, we're just monitoring their family situation. There's a lot of people in the... <laughs> this, this is interesting. All right. So, Darius, Tony. I mean, Bateman, I think, would have been a better pick if we were going wide receiver. I'm more. And, I mean, more. I mean, Tony's interesting. You know, a lot of people were talking about him in the second round, to be honest, but yeah. So, so obviously we'll talk about it tomorrow, Alex, on the podcast yeah. when you're hearing well, well, this you're video, hearing this, yeah. But you think we go, I guess it's a good and transition. And now it's probably edge in the you think we go second, edge second round. round, right? Yeah. Edge or linebacker. Maybe offensive tackle still. That is true. Get like a Sam Cosme. Yeah, maybe. And also, you know, we could be trading into the later first round. Who knows? So, I mean, we'll see tonight. By the time you hear this. Yeah, probably. You probably know already, so it's fine. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. all right. Nick's reactions. Peace. Peace. This is going on the Twitter. The New York Giants link. Aziz Ojalon. Yes! That's, That's fine. fine. Let's go. All right. So, once again, welcome to episode number 60 of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. He is here with me today. Wow, what an adrenaline uh, adrenaline rush in this game. We're recording right after today's game. It'll come out Monday morning, though. Holy crap. Um, Alex, I, I just... Giants win this game 27-17. How, how, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. I'm wearing a new Giants hoodie today. Um, so I think that's what the luck is. So every week now I'm going to be wearing it. So... Uh, we're going to win all the games the rest of the season. I think that's how it works. But a winning streak, a winning streak, Josh. We you, we talked about it last episode, a winning streak. It's crazy. The Giants are second in the NFC East somehow. I don't know how, but it, it's just crazy, and it's very exciting. All right, welcome back. Oh, it's an, it, it's, it's an exciting feeling right now. I can't even speak. Um, somehow my voice is not lost, and I am joined. I'm Josh, if you didn't know, and I'm joined by my co-host Alex as we give previews and recaps to every game of the season, but this one feels extra special. This one 
has a little spice, little cherry on top. Oh, what a game. Alex, how are you doing? I am doing spectacular. This, I would say, is the best uh, day of our podcast because of this Giants win. This is the best Giants win we've had in a long, long time. Um, not in terms of the offensive performance, to be uh, to be fair. Not bad. Colt McCoy did his job quite clearly, and we came away with the victory, but all the credit in this game, and I mean almost all of it, 95% has to go to Patrick Graham and that defense. Um phenomenal performance and I'm going to clap it up for everyone even Isaac Yadam we've hated on him but he had a faultless um performance and he didn't make a single mistake to my eyes um at least you know I'm sure he did make something but you know what respect to him respect to James Bradbury pretty much shutting down DK Metcalf yes he got 80 yards but that's pretty much shutting down DK Metcalf um you know He's so dynamic in that one. Really, the real credit here has to go to Leonard Williams. I mean, what a performance. Two and a half sacks, um, probably the best of his career so far. Just crazy, and, you know, it was exciting to see him play today. Uh, you know, hopefully we see more of this in the future, and this is, you know, shaping up to be his best season. I'm talking Giants. Bobby Skinner, last time we had him on was on June the 3rd, episode number 11 of the Giant Take podcast. It's Bobby Skinner. Bobby, how's it going today? What's going on, fellas? It's been a, it's been a while. Glad to jump back on with you. It sucks it's coming after a couple of losses, but it uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to see where our opinions were probably on that June up. The Browns, the Jets, and the Lions. Those are the four. I'll go with Chargers. And that is correct. <laughs> total guess. Paul, total guess. <laughs> as goofy as it seems, he had no idea about that. I hope it wasn't the Lions because I used to follow the Lions. Uh, other than that, it was a guess. Well All done. right. So uh, he pulls out the narrow, somewhat deserved victory based on the questions. No, I, I got to admit that Josh was harsh with Paul. The questions were quite difficult, if not more. Oh, good. What is the win? And but I, I'll take it. I'm not too yeah. bad. All right, let me just get one more question real quick. We'll see, Dad, if you could tie it. <laughs> Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi... We've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.